0: We got another episode of uh, our podcast, and I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to this one because the conversation that we have been having off um, offline has been uh, interesting. It has and been I, great. And, and, I'm, and I'm looking forward to it because um, I know I'm know i learning some things that I didn't know at first about our media people right? and what they're doing.
1: Well, you know, part of this podcast falls under the domain of media and messaging and mm-hmm. getting the word out, but it's a lot of facets to media and messaging. Yes. It's a lot yes. of relationships, a lot of community building and getting out the right information in a timely fashion. And um, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, I'm A lot of people see yes. what they do, but they never hear the voices exactly. and see the faces exactly. behind all the work that goes in. Um, so let's start with our balls. Let's, let's, let's start yes. with let's Liz Caroon, let's, let's one of our professional staff. Yes, uh, Liz, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Good morning. I'm Liz Caroon. I am the media and messaging manager with the Chesterfield County Police Department. I've been here 12 years. It simultaneously feels shorter and longer than that. Um, I have really enjoyed how my role has changed over the years, and watching people join the team and learn new skills has just been absolutely wonderful. And to see what we've been able to do and the changes we've made has has really been rewarding.
0: My my relationship, let me just say this, my relationship with Liz is different. I see her coming down the hallway, and I just move to the side because I don't know exactly what she's gonna say. Uh, Is she's gonna be like, Dara? I got something going on. Move. I'm going to the colonel's <laughs> office. Whatever's going on, somebody has been spoken to. I love you. I love what you do.
2: Thank you. That means a lot.
1: I do. I do. All right, Ellie, I'm sorry. I had to put that in. No, yeah. I just also want to throw out that you are a University of Richmond grad.
2: I am a University of Richmond grad. Um, I majored in journalism and did that for a little while. Absolutely loved it. But then 2008 happened and everything started to crash um, and landed here in 2011.
1: Good. Ooh, great. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Catherine, Katie. Mm-hmm. Can you introduce yourself?
3: Yes. Um, I'm Katie Fridley. I am the department's internal communications specialist. I've been here for four years now. I started off part-time um, and then, you know, moved on to full-time after a year being here. Um, trying to think of what else I, I am and what I do. <laughs> did <you> to- <laughs> Where did you go to school? Um, I went to Hollins University, um, Roanoke, Virginia.
1: Okay. But that's great. So, Liz, let's jump into it. Tell us about the structure of your unit as the media messaging manager.
2: Well, media and messaging includes four absolutely amazing people and then me. Um, So, we've got the first one to come to the group years ago was Corporal B. Thomas. She's our social media coordinator. And we were able to get her because at the time, one of our lieutenant colonels reached out to me and said, what do we need to do Facebook? I said, we need a person. We need a dedicated person who can do social media. So we got B, um, and then with some changes at the time, we ended up working really closely with crime solvers. We ended up Mm -hmm. in, at that time, the management services division. So we had already worked with Chris Rizzuti, um, who was also in the room, and um, he started going into kind of videos. So that blossomed, um, and then, We were able to um, kind of, once Colonel Katz got here, there was more of a focus on internal communications. Um, So we were able to bring on someone to help with that. Um, And we were able to get Katie, who is absolutely amazing. I'm just throwing that out there because I know she's gonna sell herself short today because that's what she does. She's incredibly humble and that's a quality we love. Um, But she has done great things. And then in the midst of that, we were also able to snag uh, Lena Shaduli, who is absolutely fantastic. and helps with our video production, just a host of other things. So our um, group right now, um, we are in the office of the chief, um, which cuts out a lot of the middlemen. It makes life a lot easier. We can go directly to him with things. Um, so that's kind of our structure and our setup right now.
1: Okay. So you have these five people or four people, mm-hmm. but you're also complimented by other people who work in the department, not... Assigned, but as a specialty unit.
2: Yes, we have a specialty unit that was Chris's brainchild, um, the production team. And on the production team, there's people that are, you know, they do other jobs in the department, but they're interested in helping out with the production aspect of stuff, whether that's filming or taking pictures or being on camera or helping with writing scripts. Um, So the production team has become a great way to tap into the talent that we have out there. And it also helps people... um, be more involved in the department, but also maybe you have a passion for acting or you have a passion for writing. You're not necessarily going to be able to use that in patrol, but you can use that with us and you can um, kind of feed your passion or indulge in your passion while you're getting paid and working.
1: Right. Wow. So it's a lot to manage. So if, yeah,
0: I, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of the old school guys. I'm going to back up. I want to go backwards. Okay. What did we have prior to you all coming up aboard in 2018. Do you remember any of the media um, personnel or what we did to get our message out to our community?
2: Well, I can say back in 2011, when I started, it was me. I was a one-man band and I would say 95% of what I did was responding to media inquiries. Um, and then, like I said, when we wanted to start social, B was able to join us. Um, so then we started working through that together. We both kind of worked through setting up the socials and that kind of stuff. Um, and then it's just expanded as we've grown. Like, we've always done media releases. We've always, mm-hmm. you know, had people give interviews. But really, once B joined us, we were able to do more proactive communication and not be as reactive. And then when Katie joined us, that was a game changer for internal.
1: Awesome. I take when I first got here in 98, we didn't have... Professional staff doing media relations. It was a crime solver. crime solvers, exactly. Detectives going out, doing all the interviews on television, or mm-hmm. one or two of them mm-hmm. handling it. But we've grown a lot um, as the department's grown and the population of the county has grown. Right. Um, right. Now we have people who are especially trained to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So internal communications. Let's talk about what you do. Give us an idea of what you do, and why do we need an internal communications?
3: Right. Um, so, you know, what I've been told, you know, coming into this position is we have a history of, um, you know, trouble with internal communications, as most organiz- organizations have. Right. Um, you know, getting the message from the top down um, has traditionally been really hard. So what we do, um, you know, CATS is really... Um, blaze this trail for me before I got on um, but he likes to do quarterly addresses um, hmm. you know and he he's not one to do email he doesn't like text well, we know. you know that type of thing <laughs> it, things don't get commu- like you know communicated well right. through that you know forum so he likes to do video messages um, and one of the issues coming into this position was you know getting that out to everybody any way that they can access the video well and there's not going to be issues of uploading stuff or whatever um, so that was one thing, and there were several other things um, that we had problems with um, you know with their our old intranet the zone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was created through HTML I think and through our systems uh, support staff and It was just a little bit outdated and it was something that they had to update themselves. So people throughout the department would go to them. You know, there was no direct way to edit things or update things um, and and have that quick turnaround. So I came on and I, you know, did a lot of research. I looked at other internet options and eventually um, we decided to go with SharePoint. Um, So through our Microsoft 365 Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that, and through a bunch of other tools that we have to our, um, in our package to our disposal, um, I was able to solve a lot of those problems that we were having of getting those messages out there.
1: Okay. So, Liz, let me ask. The police department is 24 hours a day, so there's stuff happening all the time that's important to get out to um, the public, whether it's mm-hmm. through our social media processes. Um, how are our, our sworn staff empowered to Good get course. that message out at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m.? Good if course. the public want to know there's a road closure or this is what's mm-hmm. happening, where would they go to learn that at, in the middle of the night?
2: Well, what we do is we work with our first line supervisors. Um, I teach a block in that um, in that curriculum to kind of teach them the basics of how to do a media release, and the biggest thing to me is what to do it for there' you know we only have a handful of things that they're going to need to put that release out on in the middle of the night, and that's going to be your your fatal crash commercial robbery homicide um, those kinds of things so there's really fairly few things that they need to worry about doing that overnight, but we teach them and empower them um, so that when it is truly critical, you know, they don't have to wait to try to get me. They can take care of those mm-hmm. things. They know I'm always here, and they can always call me. Um, but let's be honest, at 3 o'clock in the morning, if I'm in a dead sleep, you know, I Daniel? hope I hear yeah. the phone, but yeah. they, they can handle it, and that really um, – I think that's good for everybody involved, because yeah. there are definitely times when it's critical uh, to get that information mm-hmm. out.
1: Do you have any idea of how many um, – How many media releases? What are your numbers like? I mean, do you have any idea? And I know this is the craziest question. Hopefully, you'll get the rest of the year. (laughs) How many social media posts do we do a year? How active are we with transparency with the public? Mm. Good question.
2: We are, I feel like at this point, super active when it comes to telling our story. Um, There's also, let me back up to your previous question another way that people can get information out in the middle of the night is Twitter. Uh, We Mm. have a lot of our road supervisors who are on Twitter. So if there's something that doesn't rise to the level of a media release, but they want people to know, say there's a tree down and a road is closed or something like that, they can put that out on Twitter and tag our media partners so that can get out in the morning and and help our residents. Um, But we do. You know, in a usual year, at least 100, 125 media releases, it really depends. Um, but as far as social media posts across our platforms, it's easily hundreds. Wow. Um, if not pushing a 1,000, I would say we do a lot. And again, that's dependent on what's going on, right? Some days we've got just good stuff to post, some days, there's all kinds of things going on um, that we have to post. But because we keep that line of communication open, um, our community is incredibly responsive when we ask for help. Um, and we do ask for help. And there have been some you know, sensitive situations where you know, we get those pictures out. It's like, we need to, we need to find this person because we need to make sure they're okay. Right. And the posts get shared hundreds of times. Um, and it's just really, um, it's really heartening to see how people want to get involved and want to help.
1: I, I just recall when you were talking about the list of when we put them out, I was recently asked about a month ago, uh, does Chesterfield County have more missing people than the other people in our region? Or why, why are we always putting these out? And I said, you know, I, I assume it's because it's vital. The, you know, we want to be able to help people find them for their families. Sometimes there's a mental health component. Sometimes it could be something domestic related. But we put out press releases all the time for missing people people don't have to wait 24 72 hours to report a missing loved one
2: mm-hmm. absolutely um, you know the detectives do a great job and the supervisors up in persons of looking at the totality of the circumstances um, and you know if they if the person might be in danger or might be a danger to themselves or has um, you know, some kind of issue, whether it's a cognitive impairment or something like that, um, we can lean on these resources mm-hmm. from traditional media to social media to find people really rapidly and help put those families um, at ease. Because if you've got a loved one who's gone, who needs medication or isn't capable of taking care of themselves, I mean, I can't imagine anything more frightening than that. Um, so to have those tools at our disposal to help people, because that's, that's what we do, right? We're here to help. Um, it's a really powerful thing.
1: Now, with internal communications, I know we have grown a lot since they right. all came here when there were probably five people working, <laughs> <laughs> and now we have over 550 oh, oh, right. sworn staff, not including uh, 120 to 130 professional staff. Mm-hmm. Um, we work three districts now, two different shifts, right. um, about 28 specialized full and part-time units. How do we measure the internal communication success? I think it's gotten a lot better. I think it has gotten. especially, especially just with leaps and bounds with the information civil, going out. Right, but that's
0: what I look at now. I mm-hmm. think the non-sworn personnel is, is is a partnership now. Right, and they and they work well together. It seems to be working. Right. well I, together.
1: I think that the yeah. communication is much better when yeah. you're trying to accomplish a goal of internal communication with people who work in various hours. Not all of our employees work here physically inside of the county. We have some people who work off-site. Right. Um, how do we measure the success of that? And
3: right. Are, I know
1: you I know you personally, so I know you're constantly looking to, to improve.
3: Yes, absolutely. And a lot of what I do is, um, you know, figure out solutions to these problems. So, you know, we're spread out across our department, and one of the biggest things is mobile-friendly um, forms of communication, mm-hmm. right? So we want to make sure that people can access their video like, if we get a quarterly video, people can access that on their phone, right? right? Um, in a safe way that's secure and all of that. Right. Um, so that's one of the biggest things. And um, there are some other, you know, issues that come up with that too, with so many people um, remote now and on the road and in the office. Um, so we, like... Um, The technology piece, which I didn't, you know, know I would be getting into coming into this role, um, is a really big part of it. Um, And being able to make sure that everybody has access and if any issues come about, um, that we can troubleshoot that. So I work with system support and our county ISD a lot um, to find solutions to these problems.
1: And I know recently Um, he had headquarters and maybe some of the satellite locations, I haven't been to any of them.
3: There are yeah. monitors
1: up everywhere now so you mm-hmm.
3: can yes.
1: see it there. That works. That's great for me. Right. Yeah. Um,
3: no, that's I, I, definitely um, a big plus. That's been a project that's been um, coming since I have been brought on. And we finally, I think it was this past year, that we finally implemented all of those monitors. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, they look good. Yeah, they look it good. Work. They really do. Thank you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That
3: means a lot. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So so, so, what do you look for our future to be, what, what what's some of your wish lists on our future to, to be better and communicate not only with the um, officers, with the sworn, mm-hmm. but also with our community?
3: Mm-hmm. What do you see? There's a couple of things that come to mind. Um, definitely the technology piece. There are more things that we can do better. Okay. Um, and that's just stuff that's going to come in time. So for example, uh, one project we're looking into is the um, internal, like, I'm trying to think of the word for it. Um, So our intel staff put out like bulletins um, constantly about missing people, Mm -hmm. um, persons of interest, that type of thing, and it all comes through email. And you know, with email, you You don't look at
0: it all. You don't always look at it. It can be
3: buried under stuff. It could be spam. Exactly. So we're looking to use Teams as a way to organize that stuff um, in a more uh, concise way and, of course, mobile friendly way. Right. Right. So that's one option for that, Um, and of course, that's going to take a lot more than myself, um, to work on, you know, that's going to be, uh, IST, that's going to be our crime analysis team. Um, a lot of people working together for that project. Mm -hmm. Um, and another thing I, you know, I am the internal communications specialist, right? Mm -hmm. That's my role, but really internal communications is something that everybody is responsible for. We all need to know, um, you know, especially from supervision, mm-hmm. we all need to be aware and conscious that, you know, we need to tell our people stuff, you know. Right. Um, and I think that's a big piece of it. You know, we we can all be involved in different things um, and different projects like we have our 5O, Um, But un- unless you tell people. Right. Nobody's going to know. And there are a lot of um, duplicate efforts involved in in that type
1: of thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Liz, let me ask you this. And I know some of it has not come out yet, but I know we recently, the colonel just announced in one of the internal communications things about a new marketing firm Mm -hmm. we um, Mm -hmm. received Mm -hmm. a contract with. And he recently came out with a new department seal. Mm -hmm. Um, So that will be something that the public will start seeing on people's emails, Mm -hmm. some of our newsletter, not newsletter, Mm -hmm. uh, letterhead, um, some of our recruiting materials. Can you explain, the, not necessarily the look of the seal, mm-hmm. but why did we go to a department seal?
2: I think Colonel Katz wanted to go to something that has um, meaning for where we are now and something that would you know become recognizable because if you look at the seal, it ties back to you know, how we behave, which is humble, hungry, smart, it ties back to the four reasons we exist. Um, and there's thought behind every component of that. And for a long time, we've used our badge and our patch. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the Colonel is very fond of saying, a patch is not a seal. Um, so now we have something that's a little more formal that can be that stamp of approval, right? Mm-hmm. That goes at the top of the letterhead, that goes, you know, on perhaps your certificate you get when you graduate the academy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just something else for us to have as recognizable as part of our brand Um, and as part of our partnership with that firm we're also getting a logo Um, we are getting um, some guidelines for um, colors and fonts and graphic materials just so you know you can look at something and know that it's authentic from us. And I Mm -hmm. think that helps, Mm -hmm. you know, communicating with our public because so often now people will come on our social um, to look for the information from us Mm -hmm. as opposed to looking for it from the news media. So with these guidelines and with some standardization, obviously not killing, you know, the creativity involved, but will have just enough uniformity for people to be able to look and say, "I know that's real. I right. know mm-hmm. that CCPD right. because it's got this, this, and this
0: on it." And it awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and again, I we haven't seen the the, the the package yet, but I'm looking forward to being the individuals in this area mm-hmm. of saying mm-hmm. Chesterfield is not Henrico, is not the City of Richmond, is not State Police, not Colonial Heights. It's Chesterfield County, and I yeah. think that new seal mm-hmm. will
1: do that. I think one of the things that I think the public misses sometimes about not just the sworn people, but the professional staff or the community relationships you build to do your job, especially in media and marketing. You know, our our media, local media, national media work with your office, I assume, to get information out in a timely manner. We Mm -hmm. see it, something goes out, we get it internally, and then it will be right on the 11 o'clock news. Can you talk about your relationships with the media
2: Mm -hmm. local? Absolutely. Um, That's one of my favorite parts of my job. Um, And over the time that I've been here, I've built some really solid relationships with members of our local media outlets. and, you know, there's a lot of turnover in this market. It's definitely a stepping stone market for them. Um, but I've gotten to meet a variety of people um, and, and build those relationships. And you really are building trust. Um, and we have gotten a reputation for Being easy to work with, it is very common for reporters to call and ask for something and say, you know, I came to you first because I know it's going to be easy to get it. Mm. Um, Or they'll call and and that translates to not just um, breaking news stuff, but to trend stories, to crime prevention stories. Um, Some of the stations reach out to us routinely for crime prevention stories because we make it so easy to get that message out. Um, Because even though we've got a robust social media following on a bunch of platforms, you know, one of the TV stations has, I want to say 360,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, we've got ours, but I need to lean on them. Um, So we build that trust. Um, Like yesterday, we had a situation. I had an assignment manager reach out to me and say, hey, I see this on the board, on the calls list. Do I need to send somebody? And I was, you know, looked it up and I said, yes, if I were you, I would send somebody. You know, so just those things that we can do, you know, to save each other time and make it work more effectively. Because having come from journalism, I also understand that they're strapped for resources, too. Mm. Um, You know, we're looking for people who want to go into policing, and that's difficult right now. It's difficult to find people who want to go into journalism um, because it's not great hours, not great pay. um, And people don't tend to like you, so... One of the things I talk about exactly. One (laughs) of the things I talk to them about routinely is, you know, you guys go through it a lot too. A lot of the same things that we go through, Um, and you got to take time. I'm always encouraging them to take care of themselves because Mm -hmm. it it can be a lot.
0: That leads us into the next question. Right? What do you do now for uh, that free time of of not working and to keep that that mental health? Mm -hmm. What do you do for that?
3: Um. Well, I listen to your podcast a lot, so I do. Thank you. (laughs) I do. Um, Like everybody else, I do, you know, I try to exercise regularly. I try to get into my hobbies, um, you know, reading, writing. Um, I have a lot of different passions. Um, One thing that I really enjoy that kind of gets me out of the whole headspace that I have at work, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, um, is I'm always planning for my next trip. I love oh. traveling. Uh, <laughs> do you relate? Me too. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <he> <laughs> um, I'm always like looking at the next destination. You know, wow. one thing I really want to do in a couple years is do like a um, uh, a trip around the Mediterranean um, Sea and and do like um, the Greek islands and Rome and Italy, Good you know, for you. I'm super passionate about that culture and the history and you know, I could talk about it forever. Um, wow. But I'm just—I'm always looking at the next trip, the next next opportunity, um, and you know, within the U.S. too. I sure. love just hiking and going to the beach, and it's my favorite thing. Good for you, um,
0: good for you, mm-hmm. Elliot, Elliot Liz. <laughs>
2: I really enjoy making things. And lately that has m- taken the form of cooking for the most part. Um, <laughs> but I love making things and I love to read. Um, and I love to dig into you know a series or a um, train of thought and, and really get in and dive in. The last year and a half or so, I've been really into um, the Stoic philosophy and Stoicism. So I've been reading a ton of books about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just um, finding ways to... Um, disconnect from some of the stressors um, and maintain that perspective um, is really critical. Um, so along with making things, I also, I love to walk and just go out and wander around. Um, yeah. But I also have two small kids. So that's, I mean, <laughs> that keeps me busy in and of itself, you know? So it's very hard to dwell on things when, right, exactly. you know,
1: they're being stuntmen, when yeah.
2: they're being stuntmen or they walk up, how does time work? Mommy? <laughs> no idea. Let's Google it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, a partner. That that's again. That's what we need. We need we need to have that partnership with our civilians on the police department and the media part, of course, is is, is, is vital to us right. to get that message out to the community. So mm-hmm. I, I thank you all. I, I really do, and I appreciate some of the things that you all are doing. A lot of the things that you are doing. I don't get to see it all, but um, I do see Liz walking through. I go back to that, and I'm like, do I get out of her way? Do I speak? <laughs> What's going on? Because I, she's always moving at a pace. Just that get like,
2: out of her way. Yeah, just get that's out of her way. That's, that's the best option. That's the best option that I have. My legs are really short, so <laughs> I have to move twice as fast to keep to keep up with that. But I've also found that, you know, my the joke that I always go back to is if you walk quickly carrying a notepad oh, and yes. sigh every time you pass an open door, people will just assume you're busy. Yes. Right. <laughs> and it works. It works. So, well, pro
1: I'd like to thank our listeners for listening in today. Yes, um, always, always. Thank Liz. Thank Katie for being here. You got a, a job that I can't do and wouldn't, wouldn't do. But well, we're doing uh, some good stuff, though. We're doing some good Kansas stuff. This stuff. aspect of yes, media yes. messaging. But I couldn't write press releases oh, and no, no. be on the phone all day or having to read all the graphic reports that you have to read to be able to put out the proper press release. Right. So we value what you do, and as well as the rest of our professional staff here at the Chesville Police Department. would like to remind our listeners you can go to joinccpd.org. That's joinccpd.org to apply uh, to be a police officer or a police service aide or find out what other professional staff jobs we have coming up. And we look forward to you uh, listening another,
0: to us again. Another, another great episode. Yes, sir. Great thank job, you, sir. Great job.
1: And thank Chris and Shaduli for all they do as well. Always.